come on. Yeah, come on. It's like that. It's like that. Hello and welcome to my young, loyal listeners of Teen Bible Study Talk in 10 Minutes. So what do you know? Word on the go. This podcast is brought to you by and produced by Real Time with the Bennett's, where real talk happens all the time. I'm your host, Minister Bennett, of today's episode, and my co-host is the lovely Sister Bennett, as my husband affectionately calls me. Thank you for allowing and trusting us to be a part of your Christian walk. In this week's episode, we will be discussing the resurrection of Jesus according to God's word. Yeah, that's right. Come on, come on, come on. We are back in PNT Podcast Studio with another great lesson for another great week. After the resurrection of Jesus Christ that was celebrated on Sunday, which the world calls Easter. So let's talk about this resurrection of Jesus. Let's talk about the world and the biblical meaning of it. Revive the practice, use, or memory of something, bring new vigor to. We can find this also in the Bible in John eleven twenty five and 26. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? I start this lesson by asking, what is it you believe about Jesus' resurrection? I want you to ponder Jesus' statement. I am the resurrection and the life. How can one person be both life and the afterlife? Did you catch that? I didn't say the death and life or the life and death. I said the life and the afterlife because resurrection is after death. So it's after life. He doesn't mention he is death because it's obvious that to be resurrected, you have to die. His bold proclamation was to assure her that she could freely believe in him with an assurance that as long as she believed, she would never die. The question should be an easy question for her to respond to. I would actually say this should be the easiest question any person should be able to answer given who was asking it. Remember, Jesus asked this question. But like so many who have heard the still calm voice of the living and resurrected Savior, they have simply ignored it and went on with life. Many people do it. Young people do it. Old people, all ages do it. They hear the call of Jesus and they simply ignore it. I just had another thought. What was Jesus asking did she believe? Think about that. He said a lot. That he was the resurrection and the life. That she would live even after she died. Or if she lives a life in a way that demonstrates she believes. Jesus said a lot in three sentences. It was his way to know if she understood the significance of it all. Do you know what the resurrection of Jesus means to you? Let's dig a little deeper. Romans 6, 5 and 6. For if we have been united with him in death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Jesus conquered death and sin with his resurrection. Romans 6 is simply stating that with and in Jesus, we should never be enslaved to sin. Why? Jesus conquered death and sin in one act. Part of being a Christian is about identifying with Christ in all that he lived and went through for the sake of our freedom from sin and death. I want you to take some time to reflect on how you identify with Christ and ask yourself, is it enough? Are you living responsibly as a Christian? Have we truly let go of our old selves despite the promise of newness of life? 
Jesus' resurrection is a place for us to take some time to truly take inventory of our lives after our confession into the family of God through Jesus. Don't be so hard on yourself while taking that inventory and assessing your life. If you see some inconsistencies, start today by putting one foot in front of the other, walking toward the life God promised you through the death of His Son, Jesus Christ. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back after a short break. We are back live in PNT Podcast Studio to pick up where we left off. We're going to talk about some practical ways to look at the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And again, I want to hope and wish you had an awesome Easter Sunday because we sure did. We can't talk about the resurrection of Jesus without talking about the claims surrounding his death and resurrection. There are five popular theories that are told but have been refuted and dismissed as the truth and valid accounts. These theories dispute the actual fact that Jesus died. So I think it would only be appropriate to share them with you, my young loyal listeners. Number one, the wrong tomb theory. This theory claims that the women in Jesus' life were extremely emotional to hear of his death and they rushed to a tomb early in the morning while it was still dark. So when they saw the tomb empty, they rejoiced and said that he was still yet alive. And they went back talking about this. So just think about that. They simply are saying that they were so emotional, it was early morning, And they happened to just go to the wrong tomb and it was empty. So they're saying that Jesus was still alive. Think about that. Number two, the hallucination theory. This is a weird one. It was thought that the death of Jesus was simply something in their imagination. This was quickly disputed. No two people can have the same hallucination. Because hallucination is based on your thought patterns, which you are emotional about and which you are thinking about or or what's very important in your life. So the theory of two people having the same hallucination is is really small. This is something that is considered unique to each person. Given that many have had the self-same hallucination made this something that can only live as a theory versus the truth. They quickly dismissed the hallucination theory because (laughs) not two, not three, not four, but several people had the same exact thought in their mind that Jesus had not died. Number three, the swoon theory. This theory may be stranger than the previous. It simply states that Jesus never died. This is a scary proposition for Christians. They simply believed he passed out, woke up, and walked out the tomb three days later. Given that Jesus was human, there was no way he could have endured the torture by the guards who was expert, or these opponents or the people that crucified him, they were expert at torture. So there was no way he could have endured this, okay? Number four, the stolen body theory. This one is a stretch. There were claims that the Jews and authorities moved his body for safekeeping. Think about that. The people that opposed him moved his body for safekeeping. If they moved it, there was no reason to accuse the disciples of stealing it. So not only did they move it, it was thought that the disciples stole his body. To some, this made sense since the Jews were trying their very best to stop the spread of Christianity. But if the disciples stole his body, it would also dismiss Christianity. If the Jews had it, they could have simply revealed that they had the body and ended the Christian faith as we know it. Because that would mean Jesus was not at the right hand of the Father and he wasn't dead. Number five, the soldiers fell asleep theory. Probably the one that's talked about the most and probably had the most realism. But anyway, the fifth and final claim, well, the final one I would discuss anyway. The guards guarding the tomb fell asleep on the job while allowing Jesus to walk out or his body to be stolen. The problem with this theory is, 
it would require someone to break the seal on the tomb to remove the body. See, when they sealed these tombs, they sealed it also with a, with a seal. So when it, when it was closed, they put a seal on it to identify that there was a dead body inside. The seal on Jesus' tomb was never broken. It would also require an army of men to roll the heavy stone back, not one or two, but several, an army of men. This would have certainly awakened a guard sleeping at the tomb's entrance. The fact is Jesus' clothes were neatly folded in the tomb. So basically, they removed his linen and clothes, they folded them, and laid them in a nice pile. This would have required too much work and a big chance at getting caught. So again, these theories are just theories to talk about or to kind of justify Jesus not dying. Because if they could refute that Jesus died, then Christianity would be dead. Hey, let's see what they're rapping about over here in the conversation corner. Hey, Minister Bennett. What y'all rapping about over here? We were chatting about the resurrection of Jesus and their belief. Some had a quizzical look when I mentioned resurrection. So I read to them John 20, 24 through 29, which reads, Now Thomas, called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. So he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst, and said, Peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here, and look at my hands, and reach your hand here, and put it in my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. That was powerful. And it seems as if the quizzical looks were gone and they understood. I explained that if we have confessed Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we must also believe that he rose from the dead. If we don't believe in the resurrection, then we can't say that we we are Christians because the death on the cross and the resurrection go hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. I asked if they thought that Jesus was upset with Thomas. They were divided. I told them that I don't think Jesus was upset with him. It was just another one of his teachable moments, not just for Thomas, but all that was in the room. God shows us who he is every day. We should not doubt him. Because of our flesh, we may find ourselves asking God to show us a sign. That request may or may not be granted. And so that's when our faith must be stirred up within us, trusting God to work out our situations, whatever they may be. And just because some of your situations may not come the way that you expected or hoped to, we must still believe that God is working it out for our good. So don't be like Thomas. He didn't want to believe what the disciples had told him. He started doubting and wanted proof. And just think, Jesus was not in the room when Thomas proclaimed this. So this should tell you that Jesus is omniscient, all-knowing, and all-seeing. He knew that when he entered that room, without using a door, I might add, that he would make Thomas a believer. Now, for us today, Jesus knew that we, because of all the technology and resources that we have available to us, he knew that we would have to believe without having seen him. We must have faith the size of a mustard seed and believe that Jesus is who he says he is. And when he speaks his word, it's 100, period. No denying, no doubting, just trusting. In summary, 
the importance of the resurrection of Jesus. There's good and bad news surrounding the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Let's deal with the bad news first. Many have tried to dismiss God as God to be worshipped by people who lived and have never seen God in the Old Testament and silenced the gospel of Jesus Christ in the New Testament that redeems sinners like you and I. You have to ask yourself why the Pharisees and Sadducees were working so hard to stop something that the most powerful being known to the world designed to happen to offer redemption from sin. Now the great news. Jesus' life, death, and resurrection is the foundation that establishes our life after death, our life of eternity, our life without pain and sadness. His resurrection paved the way for us all to experience rebirth into the family of God. So I say rejoice and rejoice again. Our Savior has risen so that we can live a life designed by God before we were formed in our mother's womb. Public service announcement. Without his resurrection, this podcast would not be possible. As always, please don't forget to subscribe and share so that you and your friends will get all future notifications when new and exciting episodes are uploaded and posted. Until next time, stay safe and live a life holy and acceptable to God. After all, it's your reasonable service. With a special thank you to LJ Productions for post-productions editing techniques that's used for this podcast. This podcast was sponsored in part by the Body of Christ Church in Waldorf, Maryland, Pastor Kenneth E. Stewart, its Christian Education Ministry, in association with Real Time with the Bennetts. Well, Real Talk What? You got it. Happens all the time. Yeah, it's like that.